0: what's good everybody welcome in to another episode of power two podcast on the fans First sports network as always i'm your host jordan and i'm here with wesley how you doing wesley?
1: good man uh great week of football even though i think that we probably disparaged every team that was playing or every matchup at least uh, thinking that this was gonna be the worst week of football ever and man we had some great football and some exciting games
0: yeah, I mean, literally, like, every game we put on here was decent. <laughs> um, UCF, like, like I'm literally looking at the show last week. Florida Dogs, Tennessee, UCF, like, stays really close to Bama. USF. You, Carolina... you like saying oh, UCF. USF. You yeah, yeah, you're right, USF. I'm just changing the show plan, not like I'm going to go back. USF stays really <laughs> close to Bama. South Carolina, if they had, like, you know, they're up on Georgia at half. Missouri beat – the Missouri thing was crazy. Did you crazy. see that? Yes like they they're kicking a 56 yard field goal which is hard enough in college and then they get a five yard penalty. penalty and dude still nails
1: it. the 61's impossible you're just like well this game's going over there's yeah. no way he's making that
0: and it was probably good from 65 like just nuts georgia's like wisconsin i'm i'm so tired of wisconsin already and it, and like it's for, funny florida how,
1: florida state boston college
0: that was to, and to
1: be fair <laughs> wyoming for three quarters was a was better than texas at yeah. texas And then you look at the score and it's a blowout, but for three quarters, Wyoming was a better team there too.
0: Yeah. Like I, I I didn't put any of the big 10 games on here because I was literally going to make a blanket statement that just about every big 10 game, but the Ohio state Western Kentucky game was a close game into the fourth quarter. And then they made the score look bad. Penn state, Illinois was a close game. Uh, Wisconsin, Georgia Southern was a close game. I mean, obviously this isn't the big 10, but Texas Wyoming was the same. I mean, um, all of these games were close and then they put it on the fourth quarter. And, and so if you're just watching it, you're like, oh man, you know, Illinois, you know, uh, Penn state did great. Or, or Texas blew out Wyoming. And it's like, no, no, that's, that's not what happened. We we watched the games and they were struggling. Uh Michigan was struggling with um Bowling Green. I think it was like seven, yep. six at one point in the third quarter. And, and JJ McCarthy had three interceptions and should have had a, one of his touchdowns should have been an interception. So he almost threw four. And then they, they, they pull it out and it looks like a big win. This was a, I mean, it was a good week. And then it really was. game of the week, what we all expected, we all knew was the game of the week, Colorado, Colorado state. Is there any chance you stayed up to watch that game? A hundred percent. I watched yeah. every
1: single second of it. And then <laughs> I even stayed watching TV for 15 minutes longer, just to hear Scott Van Pelt and some other people kind of react to it. Like I was, I was interested in what other people thought, like it was, it was it was fun,
0: yeah. And that is exactly why nine point three million views broke just about every record for a late night game. Was the most watched game of the day, and it ended at two in the morning Eastern Time. I went to bed at like two fifteen, two thirty, messing around with that game. And then at one thirty Central Time. Yeah, nine point three million views for Colorado, Colorado State, and all I have to say, um, Jay Norvell, soft. Soft. you did all of that for three and a half quarters, and then in the final drive in overtime, you play cover two. Like all the blitzing, all the you know, like and he's got
1: a, he's gotta go for two there just to, to get that yeah. game over with. He I, I'm sorry, you, you were never supposed to be in it, like you you won ninety-five percent of the game, you put yourself in position to lose at the and end. You don't go for two. You you just you you <laughs> you slam the door on it there in Colorado. You uh, and and I, I I tell you what the feedback I couldn't believe. um there was a lot of people giving Colorado's fans a hard time for rushing the field after beating an unranked team. Colorado won one game last year, <laughs> and until three weeks ago or four, three weeks ago, nobody gave them a chance to win many more this year. No, let those kids celebrate. Any, I, if they any game that they win, they I don't care who they're playing. They can just they can be happy and rush the field and have a good time. They were supposed to be terrible. And it was a
0: rivalry game 100%. and a game that they almost lost. They be, won. Be, Let those kids be happy. Yeah. And they, I mean, maybe you think he's the second best player. Maybe you think it's Shador's Number one, but either way they lose their first or second best player uh to a, a late hit that looked intentional. That looked like a, no offense and an old area saints, a bounty gate, a bounty gate type hit, if you will. Uh And they still find a way to win the game. And I just think like, stop policing fans, right? Like, if if Dion and Chador and them go and start saying some crazy stuff, you, you could maybe say y'all were supposed to win that. Like, relax. Y'all are talking all the trash. But fans, you're critiquing uh, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are having fun. Like, I'll never understand that. Like, this is one of the best sports in the world. This is such a fun experience. And you all want people to be miserable. Like you want the fans to sit in the stands and be like, well, we were a 20 point uh, favorite. So we can't be happy about this. Like, that's not how fandom works. Like that's for, you know, people who want to lose their house. Like you can care about that. If ESPN's paying you, you can talk about that. But for that college kid <laughs> that is, uh you know, probably on something already, like those are going to be memories that they're, you know, going to tell people forever i have this guy who's this illinois fan who like follows me on twitter and he he literally commented on something that i said and basically i was just like if you aren't happy for colorado and colorado state i just don't think you like college football you might like a team but you don't like the sport as a whole this is good for the sport and he was like give me five reasons why this is good and the first thing i said was do you have like you're older then do you have an experience that you tell your kids about? Do you have an experience that you sit around with your buddies about? Do you is there an era of illness of football that you reminisce about? Because if there is, this is why it's good. Because those 19 and 20 year olds, when they're 50, they're gonna and Colorado's winning one game again, they're gonna be telling their kids about the time that they stormed the field when Dion and his son drove 98 yards to yeah. tie the game right. without their best player on the field.
1: And I'll say, like, so, and I agree. I, so, I do think that, um, uh, that, uh, Travis Hunter is the best player on that team. Maybe, um, I'm going to argue with myself in a second. Um, <laughs> I, what I do think is that without Travis Hunter for what we believe he's going to miss probably three weeks, I think yep. the Colorado's in trouble. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I think I, I get it. They pulled this one out. It's going to be really tough sledding for them. But I'm, I'm just going to tell you. So, Shadur Sanders. Has thrown for twelve hundred and fifty-one yards in three games, with a seventy-eight point seven completion percentage, for ten touchdowns and one interception. And <laughs> that's crazy. And, and I mean, he's he's playing against legitimate big teams. That's they're not playing, uh, you know, Boise State or Southern Alabama Tech or anything. I mean, they're they're playing against good uh, football teams that have legitimate players that should be, that belong in college football the numbers he's putting up are insane yeah and nobody gave his dad credit but nobody gave him credit as a quarterback either mm-hmm. a lot of people thought he only had this job because of his daddy and they all need to apologize
0: yeah and, and it's like i i kind of sort of understand why you would say that but oh yeah you, it made sense you, to me a month ago <laughs> yeah, but do you hear the way Dion talks about his kids? I don't think Dion is giving anyone a job. A kid note, or not. nothing. Like I, I genuinely believe that Dion holds his kids to a higher standard than anyone else, because and, and, that's and the yes. standard he held him to. He literally ranks his kids in press conferences. There was
1: um, a really cool moment. And so I've, I've coached my kids in sports, but I've also, I mean, uh, coached my kids in martial arts and in martial arts tournaments. And there's, in physical things, there's different ways you have to communicate with them and not be a parent, and sometimes that's tough. Sanders got – Shador got hit with an illegal hit that busted open his mouth and had blood on his lip, but he stayed quiet about it and just kind of went over. Dion comes up, sees the blood on his lip, just looks at him, doesn't say a word, gives himself, t- takes his the back end of his hoodie his sleeve, wipes the blood off his son's mouth, and just – and doesn't say – There's that was not a time to be like, Hey, are you okay? Or, Hey, get it. He did not say a word. He just looked at him, wiped the blood off his mouth and then back to work. And it was, that's the thing that's going to make that kid has made that kid special, but has also made that kid still love his father and love to impress him and play for him when he could go play anywhere he wants.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that Dion gets a, a bad rep because he talks a lot But I mean, I think in most cases, he's a good guy. I mean, the, you know, people are giving, are sending death threats to the safety that hit Travis Hunter. And Deion, unasked in his press conference is like, hey, that's uncalled for. He's a kid that made a mistake. I forgave him. We forgive him. He doesn't deserve that. Like Travis forgives him. He, he, He had a lapse of judgment, but he's like, I hope it's no Colorado fans doing that, even though he knows it is. And it's just like that. Like he didn't have to do that because on the other side, Jay Norvell is essentially acting like that. In like the five other unsportsmanlike penalties and targeting didn't happen. Yeah. Like no accountability for what his team did and how his speech riled them because they don't play like that. His speech right and him his whatever he was trying to do riled his players up to do that. And and, and he, it may there be was believed, no acknowledgement. Maybe the reason it. they lost.
1: Yeah, I mean it was. I mean, I mean like I mean not maybe it's. The, it's the, those make the difference
0: yeah so I, it's crazy but yeah i think colorado i mean i just think it's good for the sport 9.3 million views for a is colorado, there any chance, colorado state game is there any chance that more another
1: more. regular season game beats that this year i think
0: like so i think colorado
1: is going to fall off with the travis hunter in, in injury so maybe they don't have the
0: crazy hype that's building do, when you say beat it, do you mean views or do you mean beat the fun of the game? I'm talking about the views. Yeah, yeah, the views. I think Ohio State, Notre Dame might do it this week. Because Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State always gets. I, if, 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 if if I'll say this. If Ohio State, Notre Dame doesn't do it this week, then I don't think anyone, any other well, game will. Well, here's what I'll say. If Colorado next week, they play um,
1: Oregon, if they somehow beat Oregon, Oh, the Colorado USC game is gonna <laughs> on uh, on September 30th will be I mean one of the most watched sporting events that you will see outside of a Super Bowl yeah. like it will be if if Colorado can be, and I I think that's a huge task absolutely I, I don't know if the Colorado Oregon game is going to get some watch but if if Colorado struggles the way I think they're going to without Hunter and which you know isn't necessarily fair but an Oregon's going to score some points I, that can be a rough game if they beat Oregon, though, that Colorado USC game is—I mean, that's like the old LSU Alabama, you know, one versus two game. Like that's a—that's yeah. going to look. It's not going to be the same rankings, but it's going to get the the attention.
0: Yeah, I think that the funny thing is, I think they lose to both, but I think they play USC better because USC has a worse defense. And USC, listen, Marshawn Lloyd from South Carolina is good in different things like that. But I don't think USC is going to commit to running the ball, so they're not going to do the clock management game like Oregon might. Even though Oregon's throwing with Bo and, and different things like that, they're not going to. So it's just going to be a bunch of like explosive plays. Like I'm, I want I want that game to live up to the hype because a lot of times games that you hype like that end up being like twenty one seventeen. I want I I need that to be like. 58 52 yeah, something yeah, like, crazy just like no defense don't even put them out there i just want to see routes on air both sides <laughs> like yeah so but um no i mean colorado is going to be fun watch all year i still don't think they win more than seven games because the pack 12 is great they, this they year. might
1: have the hardest schedule in football
0: yeah i mean like i mean they're,
1: they're i mean it's, they play a lot of teams that are right yeah. now in the top 25
0: whether you believe in, in the AP or not, there are eight Pac-12 teams in the top twenty-five and they play TCU. And they play TCU. Like, I mean, that's seven games against
1: top twenty-five teams.
0: Yeah. So, um, but if you're sitting there with your cold heart and you can't find joy, even if you hate Dion for whatever reason, if you can't find joy for what this means for the players and for the fans. You don't have to like dion but if you, you know, can't the players and the fans like come on
1: like i think this is starting to be there's certain people that um reputation alone you think that you don't like them when you don't know anything about them and then when you actually get to, like to see a real conversation with them i think a lot of people that thought they hated dion and thought they knew why they hated dion are like wait a minute that's not crazy yeah. he's I've, he's a nice and i mean i, I i'll Kyrie Irving reminds me of this because he has such a bad reputation, but he's the most popular player in the entire NBA. Like, every other player loves Kyrie Irving, and he's got this reputation, but you get to – you actually go and listen to him or watch what he says, and he's a super sweet guy that wants, like, peace in the world and
0: yeah. people to be happy. what you're getting – if you take out of some of the weird things, like the earth is flat, despite yeah, he's, all of he's the a, science he's weird. that we he's have, weird, but he's not <laughs> a bad person at yeah, all. I mean, like he took some of his paycheck to help pay for the WNBA players yeah. to uh, get chartered flights. Like they don't have million and billionaire owners who right. just won't do it. Just like, won't do it. Right. No, I, a, I haven't heard a, a singular bad and I don't know everything. And I don't know what he do when he's younger, or whatever, but no one has a bad thing to say about Dion. They say he always reaches back. Anytime a player gets in trouble in the NFL, he calls he's Dion and he's calling yep. players like, Hey, do you need anything? Let me coach you up. This is how you do this. Like, um, you know, it, I don't know. If you don't like that, he well, that he's we bragging hear about docious, players he coached you know, when they were
1: eight years old that he still has relationships with them. Dylan Edwards talks so Yeah. So very, very cool. And, uh, I, I, listen, I love the story. Um, if, if, uh, I'd, I'd love to script it if LSU not going to win a national title, I'd love to have Colorado just come and Just, I mean, just to shock everybody, it would be the, yeah. it would be such a fun season for a team that I don't care about. Um, I would love every step of it. I don't think that's going to happen, but I also no. didn't think this was going to happen. So
0: but I could I could see Colorado winning like eight games and then beating Bama in a bowl game. Man, that would be so much. that would be that would be that's Ooh. the like if they can't get to that's, the playoffs, that that, I would that love that's that's like my third
1: favorite thing that could possibly <laughs> happen. <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh for sure. Uh, moving on to the news very quickly on this, Mel Tucker is officially getting fired. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to say again, he's the stupidest person in the world. Uh, um, um they haven't finished. Not, the de- not Deion Sanders, not a yeah. not yeah. a good person. No. Uh, they haven't finished the investigation because they don't have to. That's still scheduled for October. And he still like they literally wrote a letter and spelled out every rule that he broke, and didn't mention the sexual harassment at all because that's still going on. Every other rule that he broke and why he got fired. And he said, "Oh, there's another reason they're trying to fire me. There's an agenda." No, you clearly so didn't know the. He's sitting there saying like they're trying contract. to do this so
1: they don't have to pay me. Um. They have seven reasons to fire you with cause. Yeah. Like they, they are before not gonna harassment. you are harassment. not getting the 95 million dollars. <laughs> just get over that, Mel. Also, they're trying to make sure that they don't get sued with you. Right. They're, they want to make sure you get sued alone and they are not a
0: co-defendant. Yeah. They, and that's and that's the crazy thing about it. They have seven reasons before the sexual harassment, yeah. just for what he's admitted to. Publicly, more than once, is against his contract, and he doesn't understand that. So he's he's trying
1: to. I guarantee he's got some sort of. He's if he's smart, he's already talking to somebody about okay, what's our five year plan to how I can be a coach again, with how to how to work this. I don't I don't think so either. I there's there's a there's a lot of people I see coming back into coaching after terrible exits. Urban's gonna get a job
0: before he will.
1: Urban Meyer and John Gruden will be coaching before him for sure i mean mel tucker's never coaching again
0: no so uh, i hope he saved some of the some of that uh 95 million dollars because he's not getting the rest i
1: I don't feel bad for him i think he'll be okay
0: no not at all not at all (laughs) um yeah whatever um sec news bama's cooked like so much worse than we thought they could be it's crazy uh they play tyler buckner who everyone but bama seems to know was bad. Um, And then they played Jalen Milrow who, no, not Jalen Milrow. They played Ty Simpson, who was also bad. They somehow didn't play Jalen Milrow, even though he was not good, but clearly their best option and barely beat USF. Got it right this time. There you go. Um, And then they came out after the game and said, Jalen is our starter. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He sucks. Your offensive line sucks. You don't have any talent. Your defense is Okay. But yep. like, it's not what it was because you lost. You know, they lose. They lose, they lose this like, game
1: to so many teams. Yeah, to, I mean, to to most of the SEC, like, there's a real chance that Bama ends up f- around 500 this year. Like, they're I, they're yeah. bad, bad. Um, and I, I mean, going into this next week, they could get really ran over by Ole Miss.
0: I um, would honestly, at this point, I, it's weird to say, I would be surprised if they don't. I would be
1: very surprised. Like, what they did, again,
0: I, there's ways for
1: Alabama to get over the fact that both of their quarterbacks are terrible. Yeah. But their offensive line is it's worse. Really, <laughs> and I don't I don't know how it's possible for Alabama to have a bad offensive line. That's like saying that Georgia has a bad defensive line. It's, I, it, Those are things that just don't, that's what they recruit. Those are, they get the best of whoever they want. Yeah. And it, there's something going on that's weird. And there's a whole lot of calls now about uh, whether or not Nick Saban is done and if he uh, needs to this, retire. You
0: have grandkids. You don't need to do this. You don't need to rebuild Alabama. You just Actually, don't. Actually, I hope he doesn't <laughs> retire.
1: So just, uh, like, we can just go for a decade of losing.
0: Yeah. Um, I will say, so I listened to this other podcast, and this guy, he works at Utah State, and he said, for, he, said he knows for a fact that last year, Utah State players who are entering the transfer portal, they put tape of them playing against J.C. Latham. That's like Utah State players, when they went to the portal and they were sending their tape, they were putting tape of them against J.C. Latham, who is their starting right tackle. That's bad. And then you have Caden Proctor, who, I'm sorry, there are, there is no school in the country where you should be starting a freshman left tackle. Like, you just shouldn't. Like, you just shouldn't. Maybe well, a freshman guard where you can. Protect LSU him a did with bit. Will
1: Campbell last year, and he was one of the best offensive linemen in the. But country. you shouldn't
0: be. He, I mean, it worked out. Texas it worked did it out. too, no, and no, theirs were good. No. But like, you shouldn't have to. But so, like, I'm not yeah, saying it's, it a, works it's, a,
1: it's a recruit. You've you've recruited wrong for three years if you're yeah, doing that.
0: If yeah. you have a if you're starting a your friend, and like like you said, it works for some because some are just that good, right? Texas had two freshmen, and I think one of them was pretty good, and the other one was solid, and they're better this year. I mean, like Quinn, it just has all the time in the world back there. But Bama should never be starting a freshman left tackle. That's nuts. Five stars, not.
1: With with Alabama, so they started off their year, um, you know, making sure they played Murray State, or is it not Murray State? Um, uh, who's MTSU? Um, uh, yeah. Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. So they played Middle Tennessee, get run by Texas, and then play South Florida. They do not play a team with a losing record again the entire year. <laughs> It's Ole Miss, Mississippi State, A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, Kentucky, Chattanooga, and then Auburn. And they're going to lose half those games.
0: Which is crazy to say, but I can't say that you're wrong. Like
1: I, I, it's And, again, this isn't my Alabama hate. Like, their offensive line and their quarterbacks are incredibly terrible.
0: Yeah. And, and, I, and, I,
1: my, I, and again, their defense is good. They're not going to get blown out in any of these games, but they're just not going to score enough points to win football games.
0: Yeah. That literally the only way they win is to have a, another game like Jalen Mirro had against Tennessee, uh, middle Tennessee, where he runs for like 150 yards and like three touchdowns because he's not going to beat you in the air. Yeah.
1: Well, South Florida got blown out by Western Kentucky this year, and this game was
0: three to three at halftime. And Western Kentucky just scored 10 points against Ohio State, yeah. I mean, like, and maybe at the end of the year, we as I hope. Think Ohio State has a top five defense, but we saw this last year, and then Ohio State played Michigan and Georgia, and their defense was horrible. Was horrible. So yep. I want to say that Ohio State has a good defense, but we don't know. We're going to slow down. They it's held totally them, them to ten points, yep. like that. Like, come on, come on. So Bama's cooked. um The SEC is—it's just weird right now. BYU beats but, Arkansas well, and Georgia. What is? I mean, again. I can't tell
1: tell you. I can't even guess who who I would pick as the number one team. I get it. Somebody's got to be ranked there. But there's nobody that I look in and go, what are y'all doing? That's the number one team. This is weird.
0: Do you know who the number one team is, but it's not going to matter because they're probably not going to make the playoffs? It's Washington. I think Washington's the best team right now. Not because their defense is amazing. I don't think anyone can stop their offense. But the problem is the Pac-12 has five of the same exact teams, so they're probably going to lose two games.
1: Well, and me and you talked about it. The, the Pac-12 is going to be a problem this year, but they're going to beat each other up so much, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just talked about Colorado's saying-
0: schedule and what's going on. It's, it's pretty crazy. And I can't remember if we said it last week, the biggest problem with the Pac-12, it's not just that they have to play each other. All of those games are in like a five-week span. It's not like, you know, like Ohio State played, not that Indiana is one of the best teams, but Ohio State played Indiana week one. And then they get Penn State. And then there's a couple week break before Michigan. Maryland's kind of spread out. They don't get that. It's literally like you play, like, I think USC, they play Notre Dame, Utah. Then they play California. Then they finish with Washington and Oregon. Before the, and then they play UCLA or something like that. It's yeah. five of the toughest teams in a six game span. Like, and they're all like that. They're whoever made that schedule should never see the light of day because unless he did it for us fans and then like build him a statue, because none of them have it easy. They all play each other back to back to back to back, which is going to be great for us. But there's no way you go through that slate yeah. Yeah. and you don't lose a game or two because the games don't stop.
1: Yeah, and all this weekend did was it really left me feeling really positive and happy about LSU and where they're at right now. You know, for for three quarters, we played great against Florida State and then had a terrible quarter that made that game look bad. But um, LSU handled Mississippi State. Um, Jaden Daniels had an incredible football game. And our defense is figuring out they've corrected the things that they needed to improve and we're getting healthy. Um and we're playing our, our best player at the right position now. Um Harold Perkins is cha- changing <laughs> games. Um, the I I don't see outside of just something being crazy, I don't see LSU being able to lose another game until possibly the SEC championship against Georgia. And right now, Georgia didn't scare me. What I watched them do this last yeah. week.
0: And well, what if that's be, the Georgia that shows up. Here's if the that thing, like, if the if the teams
1: show up against LSU that played this week. LSU is oh. we're not losing a game this year. No, um, they're we're, walking we're into the playoffs. They're walking into the, it, so so, but are, no, I yeah. think that they'll make up, they'll make improvements and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting. But right now, for where we sit, I feel
0: really good as an LSU fan. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: I could have predicted what happened to Georgia because they hired Mike Bova. Like, I don't know what these guys, the like Saban, uh, you know, Urban did it. Like, once they win, they just think like we can win with anybody, and they stop hiring good people. Like there's no way, Herbie Smart said. My after what, um, what is his name? I can't. I can't even think of his name. I, just, I know he's with the Ravens right now. And Lamar looks amazing. Like there's no way that you looked at what he did to with Stetson Bennett and was like, "Yep, we're gonna get Mike Bobo, and he's gonna do." I think Brock Powers has like less than a hundred yards in three games.
1: To Hold be on. fair, LSU did this a couple of years ago after they won the title in 2019. Um, Joe Brady got hired away. Defensively, got their uh, defensive coordinator hired away, and they were just like, "Oh, well, we're just better than teams. Like, we'll just, we'll just out rah rah and get our guys excited. It Doesn't matter who's here." And they w- became a terrible football team. And um, but the
0: thing with LSU was that that was that guy bad though, because like we know Mike Bobo was a bad coordinator. I don't know if we knew that LSU's coordinator was bad. It just didn't work out. Or am I remembering wrong? It was Steve Sarkeesian who I'm not a big.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think they they think they struggled. Um, we 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 made some bet. Bad... No, we also got just crushed after the 2019 team yeah. with the draft and all. Like we had I mean like every single player went to the NFL over the next two years. Um,
0: and they're all good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's also going to be a thing that I mean, Joe Burrow was the best player on the planet um, yeah. there there for a year where it it kind of didn't matter. It got Joe Brady. He's still living off of that. Uh, right.
0: He's going to so, live off that for a while. So, um, yeah, he's, he's going to live off that for a while. Yeah,
1: week, week three is more exciting than, than, than I ever thought it was going to be. But, I mean, still, we've changed so many things over the last couple weeks. Uh, we can, three weeks from now, be looking at this going, okay, well, all these, these teams have figured things out. And yeah. um, some kind of player's gotten enough snaps to to be a leader. And I mean, things can always change. These guys are – our talented high school players learning to play the college game. So uh I mean and we've got we've got some big some big uh, games coming up uh this next week and over the next yeah. few weeks.
0: I mean like we said week 3 is the only week that didn't have exciting games and it looked like that. We it, all of the weeks may not be as exciting cuz those games just had great finishes and stuff, but we're in for a great nine more weeks, not including bowl games and playoffs. Well week 4 is not a week without mini games
1: it's a great <laughs> slate yeah. of games um i wish that travis hunter was healthy because then that's a i mean it's still colorado may figure it out i mean dion's been great but there is five six seven incredible games that at some point i gonna have to make a decision about what i'm watching and paying attention to that's gonna bug the crap out of me
0: you don't have to do that just talk to the wife get a second tv watch more look right behind me <laughs> see no you're good <laughs> <laughs> I've got I'll actually be traveling I'm going
1: up to Lambeau Field for the game Sunday so I'll be uh... watching games while I'm traveling
0: <laughs> yeah uh... I, I, I got you. Um, all right. Well, let's take a quick break and then just get into the games, right? So I mean, that's the fun thing. Maybe we'll maybe we'll wrap back around and complain about the AP ranking, but we might as well talk about the fun things. Last thing I had on the SEC, BYU beats Arkansas, UNLV beats Bandy, and we already talked about Mizzou. Um, SEC is not looking great right now, but neither is the Big Ten. So uh, great time to have this podcast. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be right back, uh, and we're going to get into this just awesome, awesome slate of games. What's good everybody? Welcome back to Fan First Sports Network's Power2 Podcast. The podcast where we talk about the Big Ten and the SEC. And sometimes those those other guys, that there there are technically other conferences that exist. Um and so we're gonna get into a watch list. That's that's what you all are here for. There there are so many good games. I have six games on here, and I could have added more, but like we didn't want the show to be three hours trying to just prepare for this week. So noon FSU and Clemson, this game is even more interesting than we thought because of what Florida state did and didn't do uh, against Boston college. And like, maybe they just come out and they dominate Clemson and it doesn't matter because Clemson's low key trash now, but man, if the Florida state that showed up against Boston college shows up against Clemson, <laughs> well, that's going to uh, be tough. I mean, we got to
1: figure out if they've still got a quarterback that's going to be able to play. Um, I'm I'm not sure that Jordan Travis is going to uh, to be playing. I uh, after he he looked pretty hobbled, and I, I think we could see his injury popping back up and him having some problems uh, moving forward.
0: Yeah, and and you hope you hope that doesn't happen, but this For is sure. a sport where injuries happen. So we would be naive to uh, not talk about it. Um, And so hopefully he gets through this game. Hopefully he gets through the season, but that would be such a blow because I I genuinely do believe that Florida state is one of the better teams in the country. Like if you believe that LSU still has a chance to be good, which you should believe that. And you see how Florida state played. There's no, like you don't accidentally be LSU like that. So it would be awful for them to, to lose him. Um, And it would be, you know, suck for the fans because I think it would be cool for Mike Norvell on the literally to just pop out the grave uh, undertaker style and take <laughs> this team to the playoffs when everyone was calling for his job. Literally last year, a couple of months ago, even people were mad that before they even seen proof of concept, people were mad that they didn't fire him and hire Dion. And yep. then he literally like, you just hear the the noise this, the sound and the announcers go crazy and Mike Norvell just opens the casket and just sits up. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, that, that, I think that'd be so fun. So, but yeah, I mean, they, I don't know, man, it, it's hard to see that game and also see that if Boston college didn't have like 18 penalties that they should, that they would have won. It was awful. Uh,
1: yeah. And, and you actually, you watch that game without anything else going on. And I mean, I thought Boston College deserved to win. Yep. And towards the end, like, I really thought they were going to win. But, yeah, 18 penalties for 131 yards. And they only gave up 220 yards, 20, 222 yards passing. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, it definitely came down to the penalties. I mean, they yeah. did, Boston College right. had a good defense and did not deserve to lose that.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the same thing kind of with, you know, uh, Colorado State. Uh, you lose a game and it's like if you had even five less penalties right because how many of those penalties stopped your drive or gave them an extra first down and they scored like you know I don't do the advanced analytics but I'm sure there's at least you know in both of those games you know seven ten points something like that that was that was given just off of penalties and and you lose by two and by six or whatever it was in the other game so uh, that that's that sucks for Boston College. Um, Jeff Halfley's still probably going to get fired this year, uh, and this is the reason why, because even in your best moment, you 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 mess it up by being an undisciplined team. So, not mm-hmm. great. Um, the afternoon slate is great, and this is going to be the hard one if you don't have multiple devices or if you don't stream um, and have YouTube TV where you can kind of pull it up on anything. Uh, these are not the only good games. These are just the ones that I play. We have UCLA versus Utah and UCLA is looking very good with freshman quarterback, Dante Moore, Chip Kelly, albeit different. He, he still has it. Um, And Utah beat Florida. uh, But this is going to be a tough test for them if their quarterback isn't playing. And I don't think he's played yet. Maybe they were like, maybe he could have played last week and they're trying to save him for this game or for conference play. I don't know, but um, Utah is still in the running to win the pack the pack 12. They absolutely should be the favorite until someone beats them in their dominant style of play uh, because they have the defense and they can run out the clock on everyone. That's how they beat um, USC. And I think that same, you know, that same style of play could be Washington and it could be Oregon maybe not all three of them, but you got to get through the UCLA game and UCLA is playing really well and Dante Moore as a freshman he's just one of those rare freshmen where it's like this this guy got it and i wouldn't be surprised if you know next year or the year after he's a heisman finalist yeah
1: um y- utah looks great and i think that they're gonna um again unless you just run across that slate of games like you talked about where it's going to be a, a kind of a murderer's row um uh, also interesting or oregon oregon state washington state's going to be a be a fun one too just kind of uh to, to see the teams that Utah is going to end up playing and the, what's going to
0: happen there. Yeah, I, I did. I almost wanted to put that on there, but like, you know, I didn't want to, I couldn't talk about every game. No, no. But the, the team, the game of the future Mountain West champion, it's going to be fun. Also, just very, very quickly, I, I don't know if I've asked you this. I Personally, I don't believe that everyone should be in the Power 5. I don't think you deserve to be in the Power 5. You lose the money, which is a big deal. But if you are a fan of Washington State or Oregon State, would you rather them get into the Big 12 or the Big 10, the Big 10 is not happening, or any of the power conferences and continue to be what they are, which is in most cases, six, seven wins? Or do you want them to go to the Mountain West, where literally the day they step foot in there, they could be the best team? And because of the playoff format, they could get into the playoff. Like, I don't know. I just think people aren't like they hear the power five thing. And I get it. That's important, but I don't think they're really thinking it through because their best chance to get into the playoff is to run through the mountain West. Do you agree with that? Or do you think the power five has too much weight that it's not worth it?
1: I think the power five has too much weight. And just from things that we've seen happen um, back, you know, the big exit in the past from teams leaving the big 12, um, you know, Colorado was a decent football team that went around and just kind of floated into mediocrity because they didn't have anybody to compete with and then they also lost the recruits part of these big recruits they want to go and start for alabama lsu ohio state and michigan but if they're not going to be a starter there okay i need to get tape playing against those guys so i can get in the nfl and it's the reason that people people don't dream of what's my way to be a fifth round draft pick okay (laughs) i'll go dominate the mountain west and then somebody will go, OK, he went to a small town school, but, you know, we'll give him a chance later on in the draft. Um, I, I, I think that the recruiting and what those guys want to hear is, hey, you, you may not be playing for or next to an Alabama player, but we're going to line you up across from them and you're going to be able to show some tape doing it against the other guys who have the big name and thought we're good. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think that to, for me, that's the, the best route. And I mean, um, you know, allows those guys to, to really compete.
0: Yeah, I I think that's fair. Um, I I, I guess that makes sense. But for me, I think at least... You're you're thinking of a fan of
1: college football and that way of, you know, a team. I'm thinking of how to recruit individuals and how to get the best players on your team. I think it's tough to be like, you know, come beat up on guys that are not even going to be in the Arena League.
0: Yeah, I think that... I think we're both right. I think you're right. And the people that are thinking that way are a little short-sighted because none of that matters if you get into the playoff and you get to play those, those Doesn't teams on the biggest right. stage. But also you are right that, you know, it, you lose that money, you lose some of that prestige and you may not get some of those players, but even without those players, I still think they win the mountain West. So, um, but you know, they're doing everything in their power to not get into the mountain West and they're ultimately still going to end up there. Um Colorado at Oregon, we've kind of touched on this a little bit. We both think that Colorado is going to lose, but it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a fun it's, game. I get it that Travis Hunter's missing, but why is Oregon
1: getting 20 giving 21 points? Bo Nix is still their quarterback. We've seen this. <laughs> like, that is insane. I've, i I just am baffled by the 21 points. Um, I had to look it up in two different places because I thought it was a typo or something. I mean like I understand that we don't think Colorado is going to score the same amount of points without Hunter but they did okay this past week I mean yeah. I'm I'm that's that's and a tough he's one for me and the best
0: player but he's not the only good player like that's the thing they do have other they do have players. others so I think that's crazy um we also kind of touched on this one but Ole Miss Alabama um aside from the fact that it's bama just the name the coach whatever do you, what percentage chance do you give Bama to win this game after what you've seen so far?
1: Well, they're favored by seven. I don't give them any chance to to cover. <laughs> Wait, they're um, favored? They're, they're favored by seven. They're That's giving up seven sick. points. Now they are at home. um, But, I mean, unless there's just some sort of magic, complete change of, I don't even know what would have to change. I mean, Ole Miss is winning this game. Um, I, I think yeah. it's, I mean, I, and I think this is huge. I think it's a, at least a 70% chance. Um that, that Alabama loses this game, it should be, I mean, pretty
0: pretty clear. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. 70% chance. I mean, I think the thing that Alabama could do to beat other SEC teams, I don't know if that matters here, which yep. is just stop them from scoring. And Lane Kiffin is gonna have a good offense at all times. So I'm really just like Alabama's yep. gonna win these games 17 to three, and I don't know if they do that. I haven't bet all year. That's a story for another day. But I might have to break. I might have to break out some coins uh, for this one. Not a lot because I hate losing money. But I might have to see if I can win a couple of dollars. Uh, Ole
1: Miss has scored 73, 37, and 48 points. They're they're going to score on this Alabama defense. Yeah, I mean they're gonna at least score enough. And I don't see how Alabama's. I mean, gonna gonna score enough to keep up with them.
0: I don't. I don't understand either. Um, the primetime game. It's funny that this week is so good, and one of the games is in prime time. It's just not in this slot because I made it the game of the week. Yep. But the primetime slot is a little lesser than some of the other ones. We have Iowa Penn State, which is a good game, but may not be everyone's cup of tea. Which is why I say like, it's not going to be a pretty game. Probably, yeah. It's
1: probably it's not a Colorado versus Colorado State.
0: Not Everybody calling
1: their family saying turn this game on.
0: And I will say that I am terrified for Drew Aller. Drew Aller did not look great against Illinois. Granted, Illinois has one of the best defensive interior D-lines in the country. Uh, Johnny Newton had, I think, 10-plus pressures on his own in that game, which is not a good sign for their interior defensive line, that one player can get 10-plus pressures. But he threw – like, he didn't – I always say this because it feels like he should have thrown interceptions. He didn't because he, he that's his best quality. He doesn't throw interceptions, but he completed less than 50% of his passes, and Iowa forces almost everyone to throw interceptions. So I still think Penn State wins this game because I have no idea how Iowa scores, but I could easily see Drew Allard throwing like two picks uh, and just looking really bad. And that's going to be a, a after two games where Penn State felt really good about their quarterback, they're going to basically have back-to-back games where they're going to feel like crap afterwards. And you really, if you're a Penn State fan, you really just have to hope that this doesn't break his confidence. You really just have to remember that this is his first year starting and that he's young and that he went up against two teams that will probably finish with top 10 defenses. One that will absolutely finish with the top three defense, uh, but it's going to be tough to, you know, start the way he did and then to get these two teams back to back. And I, I don't see any way he doesn't struggle. Well,
1: um, I'll tell you right now, Penn State fans are not going to do that. They're going to overreact <laughs> like crazy and not yeah. be happy and think that everything's
0: falling. But apart. but this is this is why I said Penn State was a year away. I can see the hype for Penn State. The good thing for them is all their their good players are young, so none of them are draft eligible this year. If you want to tell me Penn State makes – well, obviously they better as a 12 team, but if you want to tell me Penn State makes the playoffs and makes a run next year, I believe it. It was too early for me to believe that this year, and this is why, because they still had the young quarterback. And you can say Ohio State has a young quarterback and all these other people have young quarterbacks, but Ohio State has proof of concept of young quarterbacks being good. Penn State has never had a good quarterback. So it's different. They don't have the structure to make a young quarterback into a Heisman contender, and Ohio State still may not have a Heisman contender. They still may not have as good of a quarterback. So, you know, to to believe that Penn State was going to have that with no proof of concept, I just think that that was a little short sighted. That's a good lead into your game of the week. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to find out if Ohio State has a good quarterback this week. <laughs> um, I still am on the. I still believe that Notre Dame is overrated and not over like I want to be clear cuz I maybe didn't say this I don't think they're overrated in that they're an 8-1 team I think they're overrated in that they're not a legitimate contender when you look at Ohio State when you look at Michigan when you look at Georgia if they figure out the quarterback when you look at Washington Oregon USC you look at these teams LSU Florida State I just don't think Notre Dame is on that level Notre Dame should beat Clemson Notre Dame can give Ohio State or USC a run for their money but I don't think that they should or really can win these games. Um And it, that is shown by the fact that all season people have dogged on Ohio state and Ohio state's still the favorite. Notre Dame has looked all by, by all intents has looked amazing in these games. They really, and nobody picked them to beat Ohio state because they have looked bad against weird competition and, We'll see about Ohio State's offense. We'll see about the quarterback, but the defense looks special. And I can tell you right now, Notre Dame's offense is not better than Western Kentucky's. Despite the fact that they're an FCS team, Western Kentucky has had a top two or three offense for two or three years in a row. And Ohio State's the first team in like four years to hold them under four yards per play. I don't think Notre Dame does, especially because they want to run the ball. And Ohio, I don't think anyone's... Ohio State's allowing, like, 80 yards per game in running the game. I don't think Austin Estime uh, – is his last name for sure. I don't think Estime comes in and runs for 150 on Ohio State. So we'll see. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. But I think that – I mean, I think – I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame loses this game and beats USC, though. Like, I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't think that they're at this level, even with Ohio State still figuring some things out, because they don't have the players where you need it. And that would be the concern.
1: I think if I was an Ohio State fan, um, I would have liked for one of their first three games to be against somebody better than Indiana, Youngtown State, and Western Kentucky. Um, just something a little more challenging with a, maybe at least a little bit bigger guys, and just kind of just kind of get them a little more ready. I mean, this is. I don't think this is necessarily a big step where it's too too good of a team for Ohio State it's just a much bigger step than what they've seen the last couple of weeks. And if if I was, if I was making their schedule, I would like to, you know, uh, somebody that was a little more out there to get us more ready for Notre Dame. Um, This this is rough. I mean, it's, I, this might come down to being at Notre Dame. I mean, I think that if this game's at Ohio state, I feel really good about Ohio state winning at Notre Dame. I kind of put it back to a a coin flip. I think this is going to be a, a dogfight,
0: like really close game. So um, I'm going to, I'm just going to call my shot here. I don't agree, but it's not because of my faith in Ohio state. I want to be clear. Um, it is because I, I, okay. I guess it's my faith in Ohio state, but it's not my faith in the offense. It's my faith in the defense. Yeah. I think Ohio state's defense is really good. And Notre Dame does not have a wide receiver that matters at all. Uh, And we've seen Sam Hartman. He's better than what they've had, but nobody's thinking Sam Hartman's a first round pick, maybe not even a second round pick. I think it's been a little overhyped. I think if, as long as Kyle McCord doesn't come out and throw two interceptions, I think Ohio state wins by, you know, 14, 17, something like that. I don't think it's a dominant performance. I could, I could see it like last year where it's close for a half and then Ohio state pulls away. Um, I just think the only way that they lose this game is by beating themselves because I don't think the thing that is going to beat Ohio State, Notre Dame has. Other teams have it, but I don't think Notre Dame can run the ball against this defense uh, with the, our defensive line and the way the secondary has been played. Sam Hartman has to win the game, and I don't know mm-hmm. who believes that Sam Hartman is going to do that. Um but Tom McCord could come out and be awful. Like I, I'm giving that possibility because we don't know. This is the biggest game of his life. He could come out, shit the bed, two interceptions, a fumble, and then it's I'm totally wrong. But we'll see. It's gonna be a good game. Uh, it will. I think it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so let's let's wrap up uh, with our other guy segment. We'll get out of here. South Alabama 33, OK State seven. Uh, we said this last week was amazing. It wasn't just good at the top. It was good everywhere. Okay State, come on. <laughs> like, come on. Seven points, really. Um, you gotta do better than that. Gundy is everyone talks about Dion and Shador. No one's talking about the fact that Gundy is playing his son at quarterback and he's also playing three quarterbacks at the same time. That's not good. That's just that's just not good. Um, UNLV 40, Vanderbilt 37. Come on, you're an SEC team. Like, what are we doing? 40 points. 40, you're an SEC team. You lo- you put up 40 to a team that has a slot machine on the sidelines. Like, come on. And then, since he, um, I don't, I'm not sure that Luke Fickle's super happy with, with, with Wisconsin right now. Maybe you could get him to come home because the coach you hired, not the guy. You can't yeah. lose 31 24 to Miami of Ohio. You just can't. Uh, you can't do it. You just like, There's nothing that should let you do this, especially after being the best G5 team for the last three years. Some of that talent is still there. Sure, some of it went to Wisconsin. Some of that talent is still there, and you you can't do it.
1: So that kind of – one of those leads into one of my points about another guy. So Miami, Ohio lost in the first week of the season 38-3 to Miami. Miami then went on to beat Texas A&M by 15 and then, you know, crushed Bethune like they should have. Miami's going to play temple and Georgia tech the next couple of weeks and going to be on a run heading into a North Carolina game that me and you talked about. That's going to be a high hyped game yeah. with two of them running into it with a bunch of wins. And two weeks ago, when we talked about this, I think I may have not given Miami some of the credit. They might be a little bit better than I thought. I'm not saying they're great, but they are better than I anticipated going into this. Um, and, there's going to be so, a couple of interesting games with them. And if they get past North Carolina, they're then going to go on a run up into a Florida state game that could have two top six teams facing each other, or even top five, depending on what happens with sec teams losing that they're falling off. So yeah, Miami could be in a couple of conversations later this year. Some of it's on, they have a weak schedule and are going to dominate some teams, but they've also beaten a couple of okay teams. Yeah. So, I'm interested to see what what happens with with Miami.
0: Well, it's it's funny what happens when you take your quarterback and you let him do the things that he's good at instead of not what he's good at. Tyler Van Dyke was literally a projected first round pick as a freshman, and then they get they get um ah, uh, what is his name? He came from Michigan. Gaddis. They get Josh Gaddis from Michigan, who literally, I don't know how you look at Michigan's offense and think, I want to do this when I don't have the offensive line and I don't have the court and I don't have the running backs, but you get Josh Gaddis from Michigan and he designs an offense that doesn't look good for Tyler Van Dyke and they're awful. Um, like you said, I don't know that they're going to be amazing. I don't know that they're a real contender. They just the might win their schedule. Yeah. The way that their schedule set up, they're going to win some games and Tyler Van Dyke, against uh north carolina which has the projected number two pick this is a game in this florida state game is going to be a game where tyler van dyke reminds some people like hey i you used, he's, used he's to think get a i chance. was a first round pick do you still believe it he's, he's going to get, get a chance right? yep um, my other one is
1: um you know we, we talked about sc but we really didn't talk about uh tennessee florida i think you and i both predicted tennessee was overrated and should have never been number 11 um i didn't expect them to just get. Completely ran off the field. Like Tennessee didn't look like they had a football team, and Florida ended up winning con- convincingly. And they're back now at number twenty-five. But Florida's also not good. No,
0: um, th- Tennessee th- was two, It was
1: two really bad teams. That, there's some weird things going on in the SEC right now um, with the uh, with with teams that just don't look good. And uh, yeah. hopefully, over the next few weeks, some teams figure some stuff out and we see some some great football.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think we can get into this next week, um, but maybe we lead the show with it, the SEC doesn't look good because they don't have a singular good quarterback in the entire conference. And it's a quarterback-driven sport. Um, I may look into some things and and maybe do a little bit of research uh, to back up my thesis that anyone who watches ball, anyone who knows ball knows to be true, but they don't have a single good quarterback in that conference, and we are seeing it play out on the field. Because is Miami better than Texas A&M? They definitely don't have more talent, but you know what they do have? A better quarterback. So something to talk about last, next week. Do you have any final thoughts? Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get into this big week? No, I'm I'm, I'm you know, just being selfish. I'm super excited about what LSU is doing.
1: Um, they're looking like they're actually responding to what they've done good and what they've done bad and fixing things, um, getting healthy and watching some other sec powerhouses struggle as we're getting better each week makes me kind of excited about what can uh, what can happen later this year
0: that's fair i'm gonna put you on the spot uh score prediction ohio state notre dame um 24
1: 23 notre dame okay Uh, i gotta even it out
0: (laughs) i have um i have 31 uh, 17 ohio state oh and i think that ohio state has more rushing touchdowns than i hope you, i hope you're right like I, I i
1: do want ohio state to win this four. yeah i just
0: I, i'm I'm gonna say it. i'm calling my shot but i'm also gonna say it's not gonna be common Courts coming out party i just think people are underrating our rushing game and underrating our defense and i think that i think <laughs> i think we might beat notre dame at its game that's what i'm trying to say we're going to beat it at, at running game and defense and, and as long as cal core doesn't show two interceptions but i i just don't see sam hartman putting up you know 30 points against us uh so yeah that's it sounds good man i like it we'll see we'll see who won we'll talk about it next week we'll get into the sec's quarterbacks but as always, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, listen to the rest of the show on Fan First Sports Network's college football feed. Uh, you can also listen to Wesley's show, The Dome Patrol, on all of your uh, podcasts if you care about the Saints, which you should because uh, they have a million Buckeye legends. Uh, I'll always root for the Saints solely because of all the Buckeyes that they draft. You can follow me on social media at W 330 Wesley, here can they follow you. I am on uh, Twitter, X
1: at at Kudat Wesley 13 Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.